55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the way. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, 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 look at there. Look at there. Somebody's got Somebody's my, got echo, my turned echo turned, turned on. on. Still there? Now, how about that? Now, all I hear is myself one time. That still may be one time too many. Somebody's playing with these buttons again. <laughs> you know, there's just something about buttons, Roger. <laughs> there's absolutely no reason that the buttons should have been configured in the way that they were well you should have seen my hands i was like liberace with that right hand <laughs> about five different things had to take place that's great you like um you like elton john piano yeah. man <laughs> that's great beating on those keys yeah that's right excuse me one minute here comes a cough that will probably be a theme throughout today's show for those of you, pause. yeah, this the occasional. Do they call it a pregnant pause? Yeah, I mean, why do they call it that? It means like something's coming. Hold on, it's a little larger than normal. Mm. Maybe that's what it is. Okay, it's a pause, but it's pregnant. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Well, I'm anyway, sure, sure that's probably not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah, right, right. Maybe not. Here we are, back from the brink. Um, Today, I actually feel uh, much better. You know, I'd say I'm in that 75% range, which at that point, you know, it's no issues. I'm happy to be back on the radio with you here today on a Friday. Now, that does not mean it comes without certain um, signs and symptoms, like the occasional sneeze, cough, or sniffle. Now, they make – it's interesting. We start the show talking about buttons, they make certain apparatus, different kinds of buttons, so that you can make sure those things don't come across on your radio and are you know gross, like a cough or a hack. So I'll try to spare you those today as much as I can. So, But feeling much better. Yesterday was a no-go. was going to try it. Just no way. And Roger's been under the weather himself. Um, so we appreciate your thoughts and prayers. Just glad to be back with you. Glad to be back in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get with Farm Bureau insurance. Your local agents, hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi. Just really good folks. And the more that I get to know and meet some of those folks throughout the state, the more I'm convinced that Man, somebody at the highest level at Farm Bureau Insurance has done an excellent job in hiring people. They've got great people at Farm Bureau. Now, coming up today, 
If everything goes according to plan here in just a bit, we're going to talk with Neil Price. Y'all know Neil. He's the play-by-play voice for Mississippi State men's basketball and football at uh, State. And big game, actually, coming up tomorrow. I, I say big game. I mean, that kind of goes without saying at this point for Mississippi State's men's team because they're all uh, big games. Because they have to win them all to give themselves a chance to maybe be in the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to talk with Neil. Then coming up in hour two, Steve Robertson from 24-7 Sports. Steve is um, going to join us. We're going to talk quarterbacks because one of his colleagues at 24-7 made a list ranking the SEC quarterbacks going into 2020. And you might be surprised at who they have at number one. It's actually K.J. Costello, the kid transferring into Mississippi State. And so we're going to talk about that list and a few other thoughts on that as well. Uh, Roger continuing to... Play the piano furiously over there behind the board here in the Farm Bureau studio. He's got me Adam in Jackson on the Divinity Hello. Equipment phone. Hey, Adam, what's up? Adam, you there? All right, so Adam can't hear us. I can kind of hear Adam in the background, but he can't hear us. So we'll try again later, Adam. Thank you, buddy. Back with you on a Friday. Hey, um, let me set it up, too. If you're watching the stream, of course, you can see the numbers. But if you're listening, you need to hear this. Here's how you can be a part of the show. First of all, text me on the country pleasing text line. I broke out the the gray and blue and red country pleasing hat. And it doesn't match, but I kind of like how it goes with my Mississippi State baseball vest straight off the rack from the Mississippi State University golf course at Hale State GC that has like this silk sort of like lining on the inside. Y'all can't see that. See that? Anyway, so that's the ensemble today. And uh, look at that big red hall. Country pleasing. Hit them up. Country pleasing. Text line at 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number if you want to text the show. If you have a Question for Neil, who's coming up in just a bit. And you can tweet me, at Radio Wyatt. And just like Adam, you can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. 601 number, 995-1059. Right now on the Divinity phone, it's him, the man, Neil Price, at Hale State Voice on Twitter. Y'all follow him if you don't already. Of course, you hear him on the radio. Seems like... Every weekend, it seems like, throughout the year, including certainly this time of year with basketball. Neil, really do appreciate you giving me some time here on a Friday. What y- Y'all aren't in Missouri yet, are you? Not yet, but we're getting ready to head that way. So, just okay. any minute now. Okay. So, look, if don't let me keep you too long. If you got to go, just say I'm out. No, no, no. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. All right. Good deal. All right. So, um, I, I kind of... I did the uh, obligatory preview a minute ago. I said, you know, State's got a big game at Missouri, but really, I guess they're all big, aren't they, this time of year? The next one's the biggest one, you know, and that sounds really cliched, and it is, but the reality is it's also very true, you know, and you're playing on the NCAA tournament bubble, and, you know, we just left the press conference a few minutes ago, and someone asked Coach Allen about, is it fun to coach under this kind of pressure, knowing that every game means something? And he just kind of looked and said, fun. 
<laughs> you know, uh, but he said, uh, you know, the, 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 the thing that you like is that you're playing knowing that you have a chance to make the postseason, and that's a lot better than knowing that maybe your fate's already been determined in that respect. But, uh, yeah, every game means something to somebody at this time of year. And look at Missouri. You know, here's a team that is not going to make the NCAA tournament, but they're playing to make the postseason. They're playing to get in the NIT. They're playing to stay out of the Wednesday games at the SEC tournament. And, and they've played themselves into a spot where they're going to have a real chance to do that. You know, they've won four out of five, one at Vanderbilt. I think that was their first road win in the league, uh, you know, the other night. So, uh, and they've played really good at home here lately. So, uh, you know, there won't be anything easy about this game tomorrow. Nothing. No, it's a long trip um, or it seems like it is this trip for the team you know flying into missouri and then playing up there like how does it compare to some of the others you have to make i don't know that any of them are really all that different you know because where where startful is located you feel like you know geographically you're in a pretty good spot mm-hmm. i mean because think about the extreme the extreme western part of this league now is in College Station. We were just there last Saturday. It's an hour and ten minute flight if you're going into the wind. Okay. Um, Florida's about an hour and ten minutes going the other way to one of the easternmost places that we travel to. South Carolina will be about an hour or something. So, yeah, it's not that different, I don't think, than, than any other. Uh, it'd be a little different maybe if you're talking about playing, playing football or if you're talking about playing uh, you know, maybe baseball where you're going to be gone for three days and you're playing outdoors in the elements. But mm-hmm. basketball trips as they go, you know, they're, they're not that different from place to place, you know, because you're playing indoors. It's always warm. You're always dry for the most part. So, uh, you know, they all kind of run together to me. And, and, and we're not going for social, you know, social <laughs> business. We're going, right. we're going to, you know, play a game. So we're not there for the social life necessarily. Sure. Neil. What do you? What is the belief? The general belief that state has to do? What do they have to do to get into the NCAA tournament? What is left? I think it depends on who you ask. Uh, I'll tell you what I think. I think they can lose one and have a chance. Okay. Is what I think. And I think you know the toughest. They're all going to be hard for varying reasons. And we talked about why Mizzou's going to be a tough game tomorrow a little bit already. That trip to South Carolina on Tuesday, that's going to be tough yeah. because there's a team, too, that, you know, they held off Georgia in overtime the other night in a win that they had to have. Uh, they've got a chance to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, they're playing really well right now, and it's always tough to win over there. So I, I think that's, in my mind, that's the toughest one of the three left, not to say that all of them won't be tough. And then, you know, you got Ole Miss coming in a week from today, last day of the regular season, and that always seems like, regardless of record or whatever's going on with those two teams, the, the game always is, is kind of an outlier. So, you know, you don't know how that one's really going to go, but at home, you got to win at home. I mean, plain and simple, you got one opportunity left, so you got to win that one home game. So I, I think they've got one more quote-unquote mulligan. And then after that, you know, you may still have to do a little bit of work at the SEC tournament, but they can't afford to lose two of these last three, I don't think, and, and, and have a shot. Neil Price on your radio right now. Y'all follow him on Twitter, at Hale State Voice, if you don't already. Um, so those are the three left. Uh, this one tomorrow at Missouri. 
then at South Carolina, then the final game of the year, a home game against Ole Miss. You kind of laid that out perfectly. In regards to tomorrow's game, you know, I'm going back and looking, and this was a, a game in the hump that was 72 to 45. Way back when, it seems like, fourth game of the year. That was State's first SEC win. Um, surely that st- sticks in the crawl a little bit for that Missouri team. I-, I guess they remember it, don't they? Oh, I'm sure they do. And, and you know, the, the thing is, they're healthier now than they were at that point. They're playing in a place where they're comfortable at home, a place where they've got a lot of confidence. I mean, they, they went in there and took it to Auburn now not too long ago and got a big win in that building. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, to come off of a road win, too, in their last game, their confidence is going to be sky high. Uh, so, you know, that that will make it even more challenging. But Conzo Martin is a great defensive coach. So his team's always going to be in a game because he's a great game planner and just a great teacher at that end of the floor. They've also got really good guards. I mean, they've got guards that can score, and they're starting to get a little bit more out of their big. So I think that's why you're starting to see the success that they're having. They're healthy. They're getting production from their front court and their back court on offense, and they're still playing really good at the defensive end. And now they've won four out of five. So I don't think that's a coincidence. I just think you get deeper in the year and teams get better, and, and, and they're a prime example of it right now. You know, and Neil, what's interesting about this too is, you know, from year to year, the strength of the SEC overall kind of drives this conversation about how many SEC teams will get into the NCAA tournament or won't. And, you know, there's been a lot of years where, you know, at this point in the year, it seems like if you were sitting there with 18 wins and just four games back of Kentucky in the top of the league, you'd almost be in good shape, you know? Um, so, so when I look at overall standings and I go, man, you know, State's sitting there, 18 wins, a game back of LSU in Florida, two games back of Auburn, and four games back of Kentucky with three games left. It just, I don't know, I guess it just speaks to how important certain quadrant wins are throughout the year. Like there's a more narrow margin than we realize sometimes. Oh, I, I think that's absolutely true. And, you know, the it seems like every two years, too, we're, we're judging resumes by a different system, you know, and, and this is the second year of the net. And I think there there are some really good things about the net as opposed to the old RPI that, you know, have, have helped in that process. But what we're learning this year, when you've got a league like the SEC that has a lot of parity in it, is we're learning that that's still not a perfect system, yeah. uh, you know, because Texas A&M is a prime example. You know, they they were rated well into the hundreds in the net going into that game last Saturday. But if you look at how they were playing, you know, over the last two weeks, doesn't take that into account. It just says, okay, your total body of work says that you're here, and it doesn't matter if you've ripped off four of your last five. Uh, you know, no one takes that into account when you go and lose a game on the road like that. So I don't know that there is a perfect answer. There probably isn't with regard to all the things that have to be thought about. And some of it, too, is in a given year, <clears throat> leagues are just different. I mean, the SEC has a lot of parity in it. You, you, if you look at the teams that are battling for maybe what will be the fifth and final spot from this league for the NCAA tournament, 
you got a lot of people who believe they're in that conversation. Mississippi State certainly believes it's in that conversation. Uh, South Carolina believes it's in that conversation, despite not getting maybe as much pub or as many people talking them up at this stage of the year as, as maybe they should. Arkansas, despite its struggles without Isaiah Joe uh, for a couple weeks, believes it's still in that discussion and played very well the other night against Tennessee. Uh, ran them off the floor. I mean, Tennessee got within two, and then those guys just found another year and left them. Uh, so, you know, you got three, maybe four teams trying to get that last spot if indeed there is a fifth spot there. Uh, and then you you look at the Big Ten, and you got 12 teams playing in that league, and you know, people saying maybe ten of them are going to get in. Yeah. So, the 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 target's always moving year to year, always moving. Sure. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. This is strictly opinion. Um, you've seen a lot of the teams. Um, it's a it's a, I guess it's a little bit of a leading question. I'm just curious where one particular guy falls. If I were to ask you, who's the best individual player in the SEC this year? Who has been the best individual player? That's a tough question. Yeah. What? Uh, based on what? Yeah. See, that's it. Based now, you on, know, you could easily yeah. go well just scoring, and and I'll say, you know, like I I just glanced at stats, and stats don't tell you everything. But if I were to just glance at stats, you know, Reggie Perry at State is in the top ten in scoring among all players at seventeen. But he's the only guy anywhere near the top five in scoring that he happens to lead the league in rebounding at the same time. Yes. Like those two things yes. aren't those two things are not synonymous, scoring and rebounding for anybody else except for him. Yeah, I believe I believe he is a legitimate player of the year candidate in the SEC. I don't have a doubt in my mind that he belongs in that discussion. Um, I think if you talk to somebody at Kentucky, they would tell you that Emmanuel quickly belongs in that discussion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not a forward, but here's a guy who's a guard that not only scores, but plays really good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there, you know, you've got, I think there are a lot of people in Oxford who would tell you that Brian Tyree belongs in that discussion because he hits about, everything he throws up <laughs> yeah. you know i mean he's he's a he's a really really good offensive player um so again you know what are you basing it on i think if it's, it's you know and it's funny too because you're talking about who is the player of the year in the league if we're talking about who is the most valuable player in the league yeah. i think reggie hands down because take reggie perry off of his team it's a totally different dynamic, totally different. Um, but, uh, you know, but I still think he belongs in that discussion. Uh, I think that, you know, a lot of people, as, as we go around the league, it, it's no secret to anybody how good he is. I mean, everybody knows that. They understand it. They respect it. So he's he's going to get a fair shake in this. I don't worry about that at all. Um, you know, and, and is he the best? Well, from where I sit, yeah. I think he probably is, you know, yeah. because of the way he impacts the game at so many. And the thing that gets left out too, Matt, we talked about scoring and rebounding. We Everybody keeps overlooking the fact this guy's a great passer. He is a great passer. I mean, he sets up his teammates a fair amount too. So he does a lot of different things to impact the game. Yeah. 
He really does. He's been solid throughout. Hey, Neil, I appreciate it here on a Friday. I know it's going to be a busy travel field weekend for you. So safe travels today. We'll be uh, listening tomorrow. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Matt. All right. Have a good one. That's Neil Price on Twitter. He's at Hale State Voice. And um, what do you think about that? I, I, you know, I look at it and I kind of have to agree. Look, if you look at just scoring, these are just stats. But if you look at just scoring in the SEC right now, Mason Jones at Arkansas leads the league at 21 a game. And you got Brian Tyree, Ole Miss, averaging 20. And then Edwards at Georgia averaging 19. And there's three players averaging 17 points a game, basically tied for fourth in the league, and that's uh, Kyra Lewis at Alabama, Saban Lee at Vanderbilt, and Reggie Perry at Mississippi State. Okay, Perry, the youngest among that group outside of Edwards at Georgia. All right, so the point is he's basically right there in the top five in scoring at 17 a game. The leader in the league at 21. But you pair that with Perry also leads the league in rebounding. Again, as a sophomore. He's the league leader in rebounding per ball game. Reggie Perry is third in the SEC in field goal percentage. You start adding, when you look at offensive stuff and the entire total package of not just a score, but doing all this other stuff, leading the league and rebounding at the same time, and that nugget that Neil threw in there, that if you take him off of his team, now how valuable is he? Whether or not he gets player of the year in the SEC, I don't know. That generally goes to a Kentucky player or somebody like that. But there is no doubt who is the most valuable player in the SEC is Reggie Perry. What do you think? Just getting started with you here on a Friday. It's National Chili Day. Yep, stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Hey, Roger. Yes, sir. Did you hear what I said uh, when we were just going to a break just a minute ago? The last thing I threw out there? What was that? Today is National Chili Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. That that had snuck up on me. Now, I'm just going to take a guess. You know how, like, if you, you hang out with somebody long enough, you can start to kind of figure them out without even having to ask. You can pick up on certain details. So I'm going to see if that theory holds true with you. All right. I'm on. I, I, I have never asked you if you like chili. I have never heard you say anything one way or the other about it. I'm just going out of a limb here and say saying that most likely you are a big fan of chili. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm telling you, now I know it's sort of 50-50. I'm uh, either right even or wrong. with beans, but I prefer it without. Okay, so you prefer chili without beans, huh? Yeah. I think they're trying to sneak something by me. What do you... I thought, I mean... It's just filler. You th- Oh, really? So you want, yeah. you, you want ground and, beef. Besides, you know, you get some negative connotations with that. Uh, <laughs> the side effects. The aftermath. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not exactly on the side, maybe. <laughs> I got you. Well, it's February 28th, but that's not the thing. It, what it, this happens, they they Good call it the year for it. They call it the fourth Thursday in February, so that just happens to fall today. That's always National Chili Day. And I'm going to tell you how I found that out or, or what alerted me to that. It was really a funny thing. By the way, welcome back. We're back with you on this Friday, and uh, appreciate everyone tuning in here on Friday after I missed some time. Roger and I both were under the weather this week, and we just we missed some shows. There was just no way to do it a couple of days. Um, it just wouldn't have happened. Way too sick for it. But uh, finally, I kind of on the way up, not 100%, but on the way up, and glad to get back with you and and just appreciate you tuning in, however you're listening. Hey to the people on Facebook. Um, if you want to be a part of the show, you can. Uh, go ahead and give me a call on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. There's the number, 995-1059, 601-995-1059. It's February 28th. We're going to get a 29th this year because it's extra. And then we'll be into March, and there'll be some new cool stuff going on. And when you get into March, obviously, uh, it's time to mow, or it will be soon. you got to start thinking about it if you haven't already. Let me give you a heads up. Uh, all 2019 Toro mowers at Divini right now are up to $1,500 off. Plus, you get a free Red Max weed eater with that purchase if you go buy a 2019 model Toro mower. Get the discount, $1,500, and get a weed eater with it. Uh, they've got great financing on all of that. The Kubota stuff, new Z200 models, they've got them in stock. They have promo pricing on those new Kubota mowers starting at under $4,000, $3,969, and you can get those at 0% for 48 months. So go check that out. I'll tell you some more stuff that they are offering at Divini coming up. And you can text me on the text line 885-ESPN. 601-885-ESPN. That's a country-pleasing text line. Country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. If you're watching online, check out my big red hog hat. Country-pleasing. Country-pleasing, please. I had some this morning for breakfast. I was so sick yesterday, I couldn't even eat. And uh, that meant I went a whole day without eating any country-pleasing sausage. But uh, I'll give you an update. I'm down 13 pounds, and that's eating country-pleasing in the morning just about every day. And that's just the honest truth. Uh, so speaking of that, here was my question. What kind of chili? National Chili Day. I found out that it was National Chili Day because on Twitter, <laughs> uh, is, it, is it the Bush's company? Bush's Baked Beans? I think that's what, yeah. It's Bush's Baked Beans. The, the famous company, you know, and they have those commercials. And they partnered with Brian Baumgartner, who is the actor that played Kevin on The Office, who had that iconic scene in that one episode where, I mean, he made chili for the whole office and he brought it in in the morning with this big pot and then spilled it. And right on the carpet, right in the middle of the walkway, the carpet of the office spilled it. It's all over the place. He was sliding around in it and everything. It's kind of an iconic scene for his character in that show. And they partnered with him, and they put it on Twitter. So if you want to see what he did, I retweeted it. I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter. And if you go look at what I've tweeted and retweeted today, you'll see it. And there's a video there. And it's a really funny thing where Brian Bob Gardner, the actor, not Kevin, 
but the actor is doing this thing about National Chili Day and all, and it's kind of one spoof after the other, and it was really good, really entertaining. But it got me to craving some chili. I love chili. I knew Roger loved it. I didn't even have to ask. He just, if you could see meat, get to know Roger. He talks a lot about food. He cooks. Not surprised at all. Little surprised he said he doesn't like beans in a chili. You know, he'd rather go without those. More meat. More meat. Is there any kind of... Different cuts, you know, not just the ground beef. Okay. Have you ever had turkey chili? Yeah. uh, Some people call it, I guess... You had white chili. Okay, but, uh, chicken chili. I think that's actually green, which is chicken verde. Yeah. But you got the cilantro in it. That's great. Okay. You know, chicken chili. And I've heard of, you know, obviously, what do you call it? You call it white chili. Um, You know, white chicken chili. Use white pepper and, you know, so you yeah. use red chili pepper. Because it has a, you know, that, it, it's not red. It's not dark colored. It's You can uh, use light green color. peppers if you're trying to add heat. So there's all these different options. Serranos, I recommend. What about sausage? Is there anything, any sort of, is it such a thing as chili with sausage in it? Yeah, put some of that in there. Okay, I'm, I'm taking us down a path here. So, is gumbo a chili? Well, you know, a good chili, you do kind of start building with a, a roux. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I Maybe mean. Ca- Cajun chili. Seafood chili. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying pretty much everything about gumbo is is identical to anything you would do with and for in making chili. Well, never thought about putting okra in chili. <laughs> right. But we're putting stuff, ingredients, into basically a big old conglomeration of stuff. Yeah. So chili then is the stew, basically. Okay. Maybe so all of this. Okay. So chili... And gumbo, maybe it all falls under the umbrella of stew. I just wondered if that would offend anybody by me saying that gumbo is a chili, or could or you you could include hardcore, <laughs> hardcore Louisianians. Yeah, right. I you know, I wouldn't want to offend anyone. But anyway, seeing that and thinking about it today made me think that's exactly what I want. You know, gumbo when you're and when you're a little under the weather and your head is kind of stopped up what you need is something that kind of sets you on fire and opens you up a little bit i think that would be something that'd be, think it'd be great to have today for lunch i don't know if the homecoming queen is out there listening i could Super text buffet. her i could text her but that would be too obvious because i'm gonna see if she's listening but, but probably more effective <laughs> yes sure all right uh over here on the country, please, the text. Peanut Butter Falcon texted earlier. He said, glad to have you back. National shows are terrible. Um, how about this from, well, Thank you, Falcon. I, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a name on this other. What did we come up with? We said we we're going to call him Patrick. So here's a, here's a text from, from Swayze. <laughs> Joe Burrow is overrated as crap, he says. Herbert, Justin Herbert, that'd be uh, Oregon's QB, and Tua are by far the best prospects. Burrow is too cocky and immature. Um, where does that come from and why? Uh, that is a, that's a bad take. He's, he's not too cocky. He's not immature. And they aren't by far better prospects than he is. 
um, at all. And he showed you that. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Hog Jowl says, please don't entertain any opinions of those who like beans. True chili has no beans. Preach it. What? Hold on. Okay, I'm coming back to this. The mailman in Jackson said, at least they, what do you say? He goes, um, so he says, Bush's beans are headquartered in Sevierville, Tennessee. At least they have a huge processing plant there. That's cool. I didn't know that. And that is cool. You know, something about that whole area, Sevierville, uh, what is it, Sevier County? The aptly named place. <laughs> severe, severe poverty would be the. Yeah, right. A lot of I mean, it. But these, I mean, things like this got to be helpful. Um, Antonio said Patrick is just a hater. <laughs> he says if gumbo was chili, it wouldn't be called gumbo. I will say that the homecoming queen is listening. I just got a text from her, Roger, and it says gumbo is not chili. So the officials have weighed in on this conversation. But about this whole thing of beans, who, who, where did this come from? That true chili, hog jowl says true chili does not have beans in it. Every, I, I, I'm just trying to think like, just about every bowl of chili I've ever had had beans in it. And I like them. I like beans a lot. And I mean, Kevin from The Office himself, Brian Bumgardner, who played Kevin in The Office, put a video out today for Bush's Baked Beans making chili. Where'd that come from? That must be an Arkansas thing, Hogjow. Roger's in there with you, though. I'll tell you that much. Happy Chili Day. Y'all stick around. Here we are. Back on the show. Back in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Glad to be with you. Give me a shout on the Divinity Equipment phone. Adam, if you're still listening, you tried to call in earlier and we we went to you, but for some reason you couldn't hear us, and we'll try to get it corrected. So call me back, 995-1059. That's a 601 number. 995-1059. That's the Divini phone, Divini equipment in Madison and Jackson. Highway 51, Madison. Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. And DiviniEquipment.com. Bunch of texts to get to here on the Country Pleasing text line. We'll do that now. Uh, but I, I, I do have to, I got to bring something up, uh, though. I just heard a really funny commercial. Or uh, let me take that back. It was a funny moment. In a commercial, I don't think the commercial was intended to be funny. Some of y'all heard it in Jackson. It's a commercial running um, promoting an upcoming baseball game between Jackson State and Alcorn State. And it's going to be played at Smith Wills, and it's a neat thing. And Roger, did I hear right in the commercial it's called the Mayor's Cup? I think so. Here, we'll give them a free free play. Okay, so... So, Just a little bit. You want to dip into it a little bit? Well, before you hit play, here's what I want y'all to listen for. <laughs> I just it cracked me up. In the very in the middle of a commercial, 
promoting this basis like baseball, baseball, school, school. Now, that's great. In the middle of it is this unattached, uh, unpredictable placement of just a random phrase in the middle of this where the guy goes just, just I'm talking about breaks all flow from baseball and promoting the event and just says this. He says, too hot to handle, too cold to hold. He says it really cool, though. <laughs> His voice is outstanding. And, and it's like, it goes from, it's like this commercial is 90% baseball. Turn it up, Roger. Is back at Smith Wills Stadium. The Johnny T's Mayor's Trophy Game will now feature two of Mississippi's top HBCU teams, the Jackson State Tigers versus the Alcorn State Braves. Come watch two fierce rivals square off on February 29th, 6.30 p.m. at Smith Wills Stadium. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Get your tickets online <laughs> at etix.com. <laughs> what is that in there for? Why that is that was, in there? That was Katrina down at the club you talked about. <laughs> Roger, it's like 90% baseball in this commercial and 10% club. And I'm not going to say what kind of club. Hey, it sounds like this baseball game is going to be off the chain. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be cold, though. It'll Don't make me laugh. It's going to be too cold to hold. So All this be- laughing makes me cough. I'm talking he's rolling along. Smithville Stadium, Jackson State versus Alcorn State. It's the mayor's game. It's a big deal. This is going to be, and then right, in, and then pause. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. It, you know, he could have said like, "So bring a coat." That would have made it work. You know, <laughs> like why is that in there? Who put that word in the copy of that commercial? I can't wait till I see mailman. He's he's from our station two two doors down here. <laughs> I love it. And then Roger I think his looked new at, nickname may be too cold. <laughs> and then Roger looked at me and said, Well, I don't know. I guess they thought it might be cool or something. <laughs> hip or cool. I said it would have been hip or cool in nineteen seventy five. Too hot to handle. Too cold to hold. <laughs> Maybe some music like this. Yeah. It's too too hot, hot to, to handle. handle. <laughs> Come on. Too cold to hold. <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. Get up over there. Smithville Stadium. <laughs> this is the best baseball commercial I have ever heard in my entire life. Got us talking about it. Uh, Mission accomplished. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Uh, there should be more commercials on radio promoting sporting events as if it's a cross between a wrestling match and a night at the club. There should be more. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Too hot to handle. Too cold to hold. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's the best thing. This is the best best baseball commercial I have ever heard. All right. (laughs) Here on the... uh, Look, we could make we could take mine and play it and make fun of it too. But That's, well, we're not like making the fun. It seems to be relevant. To I'm not though. making fun of it. If it's a commercial that airs that makes me want to talk about the commercial on my radio show, then that. No, uh, you're right. 
it's then it's not a normal commercial. Yeah. No, but you could literally honestly make fun of mine. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we might just do that. Uh, country please and text line. Antonio says, beans, beans, the magical fruit. I remember that one from the second grade, Antonio. How's that in? I, it seems like. Never mind. Was... <laughs> Never mind. Jacob says, heck, Wendy's has pretty good chili. They do. And you know what, Jacob? There's beans in it. Here's uh, Patrick. Says, hey, Matt. How come uh, North Coast State coach Matt Entz never gets mentioned for Power 5 jobs? His stats say that he's a stud. Yeah, but he hasn't been the head coach there that long, has he? I mean, the recent coach moved on to Kansas State, or do I have those schools mixed up? I don't think I do. Hogjow weighed in on the negative Joe Burrow uh, text a little bit ago. He said, hey, I don't like LSU, but that dude must be a Burrow hater. He's a nice kid, has outstanding talent. Texter must have a vendetta against LSU or simply doesn't know much about football. Yeah, okay, if we were to pare that down to one really out of left field, as he said, you know, he's too cocky. You know, to be an NFL quarterback, you can't be too cocky, too confident. You can't be overconfident in that role. And and Burrow is really not. I, you know, Burrow is a guy who's very – you know, it would be one thing if he were over-the-top antics and couldn't back it up. He's neither. He's never been over the top in any antics. Sure, he made a little hand signal at the Texas fans, but he went out and was the best quarterback in the country, had the best season of any quarterback maybe ever throwing a football, <laughs> certainly at LSU, um, and won the Heisman. Jinx on the country-pleasing text. Roger, he wants to know if State's baseball game is going to be on the radio. They're playing tonight at 8 Central Time. It's out on the West Coast against Long Beach State. Um, Jinx, I'll try to get that information. We'll try to find out for you and let you know. How about that? Jared says... When's, it, when's the game supposed to be? It's 8 Central, which means it's like 6 Pacific, which is where they are out at Long Beach State, but it won't start until 8 Central Time tonight. I think there there may be a, a girls' basketball game. I'll, I'll double-check on okay. that for you. Okay, all right. I've got He's going to check for us, James. This calendar in here is not showing everything. Okay. Uh, Jared says on the country, please, in Texas, so you like beans, uh, Matt. What about tomatoes in your chili? Yeah, put them in there. I mean, chili, who wants chili red chili without tomatoes what makes it that look it's tomatoes right <laughs> oh it's the chilies oh the chilies yeah most of them i will say that i got uh, several years ago i got on a kick here at home making i had gotten a hold of a recipe that i really liked of white chicken chili and i made it a bunch and it was great yeah Flowtown ghost said it he said joe burrow is not johnny football yeah you're right so the previous texter who went in on Burrow, he was describing Johnny Menzel. That's right. You could take that description that he had, and it would describe Johnny Menzel. That's not Joe Burrow at all. Update on the baseball? Yes. That will be on the radio on our sister station, The Fan, 106.3. Okay. I think the pregame starts at 7.30. Okay, so there you go. Jackson area, Central Mississippi, The Fan, 106.3. 7.30 pregame, 8 first pitch tonight for Mississippi State Baseball. Thanks for your question. Hour 2 coming up. We're going to start it off talking quarterbacks with Steve Robertson. So stick around for that in the Farm Bureau studio.
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 